Yes. All right, here we oh, go. You know what? I didn't even check my audio settings. Oh, come on. I should be good. I didn't I didn't turn them off since last time. Yeah. Uh, just check your make sure that you're not peaking or anything, not distorting out. No, no, I'm good. I already, I already checked that. Okay, cool. All right. Dito Bendito, let's do it. Here we go. All right. Welcome to the Every Gamer the arsonist Pod. had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? <laughs> How now, brown cow? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> got to get my brain right again. Mm, do it. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the Every Gamer Podcast. My name is Nick. And I am Ben, a.k.a. Skitch256 on Twitch. Yeah, you are. That's me. (laughs) That's my name. So, um... On the birth certificate. So, what you been up to, man? I know you were out of town for a little while. (laughs) I've been freaking busy. Uh, Yeah, I traveled to Texas, to the great state of Tejas. Mm. Um, It must be a local pronunciation. Yes, that is, yeah, that is how the locals pronounce it. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was for an academic conference, so oh, there were a lot of nerds, cool. but not a lot of video game nerds. You're an academic. Um, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> but it was good. I had a good time. I, I presented a poster on some research, which was cool, and I had, a, had some really good uh, feedback and some nice people came and talked to me about it. Um, but as far as like what I've been doing lately, it's so like that. It's the end of the semester, so I've got like a billion things to grade for yeah, my students. Of course. On top of finishing a paper of for my own class, mm-hmm. so that's going to be great. <laughs> and then um, let's see, I started rewatching Dragon Ball Z: The Cell Saga. Oh, nice. <laughs> I got a Funimation account just to watch that. It's a terrible service. I don't recommend it. But I'd, if you want to watch Dragon Ball Z, that's pretty much the only way to do it. Yeah. You know, without, you know, bootlegging. And then right. um, I started dieting. Hey. Like being more mindful about my diet. Yeah. I went yeah. and had a, uh, I, don't, I don't know if the listeners care to know about this, but I, they're going to they're gonna hear about it, whether you like it or yeah, not. I care. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this is really just. Nick and I catching up after yeah. a couple of weeks, you know, every, every now and you know, every two weeks we catch up and just record it for y'all. Yeah. So um, screw you listeners, except, yeah. except when we start talking about other stuff. Not Unless sc- you're not enjoying the topic, in which case here's the content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I found, I had a checkup a few weeks ago and things are okay, but my cholesterol is a little high. Um, okay. But they just gave me like the number of calories I need on a daily basis, like how much I burn. And I tend to burn like at rest, like if I do nothing but sit in my chair all day. Mm-hmm. I burn around 2,100 calories a day. Wow, um, yours is pretty high. I guess so. I mean, I, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm moderately active, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. But mm-hmm. um, uh, for uh, you listeners, they usually call that the RMR or resting metabolic rate. There you go. So, so my resting metabolic rate mm-hmm. is like twenty one hundred calories, and then um, uh, also so I've been cutting it down to like 
Also, Man. that's the baseline amount of calories for his body to function. That's how many calories he needs to take in just to function without doing anything yeah. else. So he needs right. more than that to actually live his life. <laughs> so that's pretty that's <laughs> pretty live. crazy that it's that high. I guess. I mean, so like, because the thing is I've cut down about 400 calories a okay. day. So I'm trying to eat around 1,700 and... Um, mm-hmm. Because that's usually, I mean, if you just break down the science, like if you want to lose weight, yeah, cut down the amount of calories that you eat net, you yeah. know, over what you expend. And Floric so, deficit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've been trying to eat on like a net um, average of like seventeen hundred a day. So I've lost lost a few pounds. Um, nice. Been working out more re- more regularly. Feel I'm feel a lot better. Good. Because yeah. for a long time I was just like feeling bloated and gross because yeah. I just ate whatever I wanted all the time. That's. <laughs> That's a good way to feel bloated and gross and lose <laughs> yeah. weight. So, I mean, and gain weight. So, so I've been doing mm-hmm. that. Um, as far as games go, nothing really new to report. That's why I, that's why I told more about this. <laughs> I've been yeah. playing the Outer Worlds and Destiny when I can, but it's been pretty busy lately, so I haven't gotten very far. I got you. Uh, when's the yeah, last time you, you? When's the last time you played uh, Outer Worlds? Like when? Uh... I played for like a half hour earlier today. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm on Marnark. Um, I probably I'm taking a, like just taking my time with it. So I've probably yeah, yeah. played like. 12 hours or so but i i'm i don't i have no idea how far i am in the game you've beaten it right yeah i've beat it you're probably you're probably somewhere about halfway uh, monarch is the biggest you'll probably spend most of your time in monarch if you do yeah. a bunch of the stuff um but i i think monarch is probably the most exciting place um it's been pretty fun but it's a yeah it's a good place to be i think you're gonna spend some time there there's still like three or four planets I haven't unlocked or destinations I haven't unlocked yet. So Yeah, you probably haven't been to Byzantium, which is kind of the big mm. rich. So if you're thinking in terms of Hunger Games, this is the end of city <laughs> where everybody parties and lives and stuff. This is District 1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so gotcha. uh, Byzantium, there's Tartarus, which is just like a prison planet. Um, you'll really Makes spend sense. very little time there. Um, yeah, f- really Monarch is kind of where the meat of the game happens. Um Mm, meat and then you'll kind of touch on some of these other places very momentarily for a little little time you'll spend a little bit of time byzantium but monarch has is huge and there's like there's like three main places in monarch that you're going to spend a lot of time in um yeah and so yeah hunker down for a little bit and but it's it's a good place to be it's it's really fun yeah i've been enjoying it it's been it's been fun to be there so destiny you haven't been in destiny too much uh, a little bit here and there. Um, there's, uh, it's been really hard to get our raid crew together. Like, yeah. haven't been able to do it at all to be able to raid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but there's like a new, a new addition to the Vex offensive thing. I want, I haven't played yet. I'd like to do. And yeah. then, um, I'm like level sixty two on the season pass. And there's armor oh, that wow. I want to get that's like up to level a hundred or yeah. ornaments I want to get. So. I might be grinding like a whole lot of Destiny too over the next two weeks. <laughs> when's just the, trying to get that done. But, it, yeah, the season ends in December. It ends, yeah, I think it's like December tenth, something like okay. that. Okay, so I've got just over two weeks to be able to get it done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You uh you jumped in with um Schmismar and Lit for a little bit for the uh the dungeon or something we did the dungeon yeah, yeah. we did most of the dungeon together and then me Shmizmar, and tom bombadil had to finish it gotcha. um, yeah 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 how was that 
how that how that go? Oh, the the dungeon's awesome. I gotta get you in there. I think I think you'd really enjoy it. I mean, it's yeah. it's not. I don't think it's as good as the one in Forsaken, yeah. but it's still really good. I mean, it's not right. bad in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It's just not quite as epic as that one was. But right. it's still really cool. So you definitely know um, I'm I'm like a I'm definitely a co-op person. I like playing in teams with people and for sure. Yeah. Like you were absolutely right about the first one that you played. I love that. I love the raids. Those are probably my favorite part of of Destiny and like 100%. adding adding more content that's like that really really yeah. really uh calls to me. And so I'm really excited to try sure. to get in get into the dungeon. I don't think I'm high enough level though right now. What level are you? It's, uh, seven, not seven, no, nine, nine. Uh, nine, 925. I mean, you can get in, but it'd be, it'd be pretty tough. Yeah. Um, like you really need to be like around nine thirty or so like that to be able to hang. And then uh, the last boss I think is like a nine sixty. I gotcha. Um, so if you're, if you're not super, I mean like we could carry you through that, but it, it would be, you'd be like one shot by would, those things. So <laughs> and that, w- that wouldn't be very fun. One, you guys having to carry yeah. me and then me struggling through it wouldn't be very much fun. And yeah, you know, but you know, I get that. I'm excited to try and get into it. I, you know, I'm not in any hurry to, to do it because it's not a time thing. So like, yeah. it's not, it's yeah. not going away or anything like that. So, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'd love to get in there with, um, uh, with some of our, our crew, um yeah but it's been difficult Heck yeah everybody's been super busy lately so. yeah they have man has been studying for a test mm-hmm. jordan should be pretty free but we just haven't been we haven't been around but lit and uh, schmismar are ready you know whenever we want to get them together yeah so. um hopefully like it hopefully we can do it before then but if not like hopefully the christmas break will free up some schedules and yeah. we can get some plan going yeah that'd be awesome yeah um I haven't I haven't been active on Destiny really. Um I I played for a little bit. Um I tried to yeah. get in I was late when you were getting in with the dungeon. I th- I said I was going to try and jump on that night and then I was just late. I just I just had a bunch of work and stuff and so yeah. like, you jumped yeah. in and I hung out for a little bit and I played some stuff and then I was just like, ah, "I'm going to go play Outer Worlds." And so I did that. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh and when I finished Outer Worlds, I was kind of like floating in between games, um, uh-huh. trying to trying a couple, um, played some more like Forza, uh, Horizon Four, and then um, I had I remembered that I had Assassin's Creed Origins on PlayStation. And oh okay. Yeah. I've had it. I think I've had it for like eight or nine months now, but I just I didn't have the time to play it, and I, it's been on my PlayStation. So I finally like, jumped into it, and I probably got like. Sure. Maybe 20 hours into it or something like that. Um, okay. How are you liking it? I, I love it. I think I yeah. think what they did with it was was great. I, I'm so glad that they changed up the formula and they refined the the systems because it just feels like such... It, it feels like such a departure from that kind of mass manufacturing feel that the, it used to have where they're like yeah, recycling yeah. gameplay and just like... The only thing that really evolved or changed was just the story, and so um, it, I think the combat system feels way more weightier. Um, your weapon yeah. choices make a difference in the combat feel. Um, uh, I like that they so you have two range weapon slots and two melee weapon slots that you can have to, okay. to quickly switch between, um, which I really like that because. Um, there are so many options and weapons that 
Uh, sometimes I like to play with like a big with a scepter, which is like this big staff. And then sometimes I like mm. to play with a, which is a lot slower in its movement, but it, it's more powerful. But and there are some yeah. some enemies that um, require more speed, so I play with this um, curved blade. Um, and kind of reminds me, did you ever play Mark of Cree? No, I didn't. I think it came out like the original PlayStation or something like that. Maybe PlayStation Two, but yeah. It, it reminds me of that. It was like there are these different weapons you could pick, and they had different like strengths and speeds. Yeah, um, and it would change up your play style. I remember li- loving that game, but it was it was very old. <laughs> really? No, I, yeah. I don't think I ever Mark heard about it. Oh, I remember seeing the um, the the artwork for it, but I never played it. PlayStation Two. Yeah, I feel like this yeah, would have been July twenty ninth, two thousand two. Right up my alley. Um, yeah, I think you probably would have liked it. Uh, the but yeah, the combat system just feels better. Feels a lot weightier. Um, you can have yeah. two different bows, so I have like one multi arrowed bow, and then I can switch to a, like a range, a more ranged precision bow. Yeah, um, I I'm I'm playing more of a stealth kind of guy, so like I can scout out with the the eagle that I have. And another thing is like the map on this game is ridiculously huge it is crazy how big this map is and i can usually on games like that so far cry games the assassin's creed games whatever um when you when you called the eagle there's only a certain distance you can get from the character before it, it like shifts back to the main character in this game you can literally fly the eagle anywhere yeah so yeah it was just it was just really cool that they gave the they gave me that control to to not have the yeah. limitation between the the player and the the eagle, and the eagle flight controls just feel good. Um, the tagging enemies, being able to plan uh, a route of attack on a outpost or something, it's it's just really really great. That is cool. Um, yeah. So I can play that way. So there's sometimes where I just I just went in like fighting and I knew I was going to get into a big fight, so I just I just did it. And there's sometimes where I took my time and and stealth around and. And was luring people to one place and then like setting up traps um, in case they set alarms off and was doing other things like that. It was just really, really fun. And I feel like yeah. my, my character is progressing. Uh, the abilities that you get and can invest in, it, it feels like it has weight to it. So everything just feels weightier and and better. Uh, and the story's good. The story's really, really good. So I think... I think where the game is going and I'm excited. I do plan on playing Odyssey as well. Um, Mm. But I'm really excited like that. They went this direction and they took their time and they, they refined it and made it, made it what it is now. And so, yeah, yeah. um, Really cool. I'm really excited about that. Kind of got me excited about the, the franchise again. You know where you can play Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Uh, Stadia. (laughs) <laughs> Google Stadia. Speaking of, yeah, so for for all of y'all listening in today, we're going to talk a little bit about cloud gaming since uh, that's yeah. kind of the big thing uh, going on. Stadia just released. Um, uh, so what's been the, the reception to it so far uh, that you've seen? Uh, mixed at best. Um, yeah, mostly like most of what I've seen is if it works, it's really cool, yeah. but it rarely works. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what what is cloud gaming? What is what is it? What what is it? <laughs> uh, 
What is it, though? Uh, <laughs> so I think the idea, and there are some different ways to do it, but I think the idea is that instead of having like a physical system in front of you yeah. that is, is like rendering the game and creating all that, you can you can stream the game from a server or from a console or something like that, depending on what service you use. Yeah. Um, you can stream that game to a different device. So... Like, um, well, just use Google Stadia because we know the most about it, I think. Um, It's the idea that you can play a game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey Mm -hmm. um, without having to own an Xbox or a a PC that can run that game. Uh, You know, uh, uh, as a concept, it sounds really cool. It's like you have a Chromecast or you, uh, you're searching on something on your, on your laptop or whatever. It doesn't have to be a high end laptop and you open, you open up Google Chrome. Yeah. And you just hit a button and boom, you can play Assassin's Creed Odyssey without having to download anything, without having to have the hardware, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, it's right there. So I've had, I've heard a lot of people say it's like Netflix for games. I, I think there's problems with that definition, especially if you're referring to Google Stadia, yeah. but that seems to be the, cl- Excuse me. That seems to be the closest like analogy that people are being able to make about what it is. Yeah. And on on the face of it, it sounds like that sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, it sounds really cool. Like I could I could play Destiny Two on my phone. Like mm-hmm. on you know, if I was riding the bus to school, which I sometimes do, like that could be really awesome. You know. Yeah. I think um, a more kind of closer um, relation would be. Um, Xbox Game Pass that would be similar to Netflix because you pay one subscription price per month and then right. you get access to the whole library. Um, right. Where kind of where Stadia falls flat is you're paying for access to games on this platform, but you have to pay for each individual game as well, which is more akin to something like right closer to Voodoo. Um, because like you oh, don't okay. get anything there, it's you don't have to pay for for the for the app or anything, but you pay for everything on it, and it just gives you a place to keep all of your content. Um, or so even or it even, would be like that if you had to pay for the app as well. Exactly, <laughs> but that's even closer um, get, in definition yeah. than than uh, Netflix. Um, yeah, but I mean, like something like some Amazon ways, too. Uh, Amazon. In, in some ways, it is like that because if you own the thing, you can play it anywhere like you can play it on your phone you can play it on your laptop you don't have to download it on any of those particular devices yeah. you can play it there right um but the way where the analogy like you're saying breaks down is that it's like if you open up netflix my you know my wife is re-watching friends mm-hmm. there's 10 seasons of friends on netflix right all all the seasons are there 10 seasons and say i'll go to netflix and it's like i want to watch friends and it's like okay pay a hundred dollars for the friends Right. seasons and then you can watch that on your phone or on your tv or on your laptop yeah but that's not that's not really appealing like you don't want to do that you're already paying for the service why would i then like it doesn't make sense to me like why wouldn't i just buy a dvd right you know or you know to be able or or something like that or, or the the service that is provided like through hulu or amazon or netflix is that i literally just pay for the service mm-hmm. and then i can now at the same time really what it is like is like amazon video where you have to there are certain things you can rent or buy right. and then watch through it mm-hmm. like you can watch it on your phone or your or your um laptop or things like that but yeah yeah i i think uh 
I think a lot of people put the focus too much on the games for Stadia. So I know a lot of the downside of, of Stadia was their games library to start with because they only had 12 games to list. And then when it actually yeah. launched, they had 24, um, which I, I think they heard the feedback that the game library was a big deal. Um, but the thing is, like, you're not yeah. going to buy Stadia for the games um, because chances are you already own all the games that Stadia has to offer. On some well, well, now hold on a platform. second. I mean, who's not going to buy Stadia for Farming Simulator 19 <laughs> or Guilt? Uh, or f- yeah, who's yeah, who hasn't heard of that game? Yeah, uh, or Football Manager 2020. Yep. Or uh, let's see, um, Tomb Raider that came out seven years ago. Or <laughs> you know. yeah, it, it's it's really weird that they're. Or Thumper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can't try to sell your service off the game's library if the game's library is not free. And then also if you're limited on your game's library. The thing they should right. be relying on is um, why why Stadia might be important for the gaming, um, I guess, the gaming world. So, like... The reason Stadia is a big deal is because it's taking the processing power of any sort of device that you have, and instead of relying on that, they're they're doing it on their servers. They're doing all the processing, so right. you are right. able to have a 1080p or 4K 60 60 frames per second. I think that's one of the the hardest things. Like like right now, I have a PS4, PS4 yeah. Pro. Um, so I'm able to play those games in 4k and that's 4k HDR. And that, that's a big deal to me graphically. So like when I was deciding to play Red Dead Redemption 2, I bought it on the PS4 pro rather than on the Xbox because I have the original Xbox one, the giant black box with the big power brick and it's the old version of it and it's having issues right now, but I'm not going to buy buy it on there and play it on 1080p if I can play it, you know, in 4K HDR. Um, it just sure. looks beautiful. Same thing with Spider-Man. Same thing with Horizon Zero Dawn. Same thing with uh, Assassin's Creed Origins right now. I'm, I'm loving playing that on PS4 Pro because of how it looks in 4K HDR. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's one of their main selling points. But, you know, if, if you don't have that system, how are you going to be able to play a game at that resolution? Um, cloud gaming right. is a way to do it. Um, but so that's like the big selling point of it is, mm-hmm. yeah. Y- y- but it's also, and we can get to later, like how Stadia is actually doing. Yeah. But the big selling point of this is like you can play these top tier games with top tier graphics. Sure. You don't have to download anything or whatever that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I genuinely believe that if the infrastructure continues to improve, like yeah. the networking infrastructure continues to improve, that this really could be the future of video games. Absolutely. Like, like I, I don't, I don't remember the last time I bought a DVD. Like yeah. it's been a really long time. Uh, cause I watch everything on Netflix or Amazon prime or Hulu or right. Disney plus now. Uh, mm-hmm. of course that's, you know, the streaming wars are getting annoying, but, um, it's still like, it's the way that we understand watching movies. Um, yeah. it, it, and I can see this if the system works well, it could be absolutely be the revolutionary for how video games are played. Yeah. Um, but but there are uh, clearly some issues with it, as we're finding out, as Google has released Stadia this past week right. to um, 
mostly negative feedback. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that people worried about was the latency. You know, with anything yeah. that you have uh, inter interaction with in any sort of way, latency is going to kill the the feel of that. It's really going to mess up how you how you uh, receive that. So with right. something that's passive, like watching a movie or watching a TV show, latency is not an issue. You know, there could be a 30 second or 30 millisecond latency and it's not going to matter because you're not interacting with it in any sort of way. A video game, if there's, you know, a five millisecond um, latency, you're going to feel it between when you press a button and when the action happens. And, yeah. um, that's a that's a really really big deal because it can make controls feel sluggish or it can make them feel sharp mm. and responsive, and yeah. competitive play is is where it really can affect. So if you're playing a game of Destiny, you know PvP, and you fire uh, fire the trigger and like it turns out at the moment that you pull the trigger that person wasn't even there, <laughs> right? Right. That's a big deal. Um, and P I mean even first uh, first person games, single player games like Red Dead Redemption, like if you're in a gunfight with some outlaws or whatever, and you're shooting at them when in reality, they're not even there because of the latency that's going to kill how the game feels. Um, yeah. and, and so right now with how stadia launched, like it, it doesn't, it's not good. People are, are, are feeling the latency. You sent me that a gif of the gene park from, uh, Washington post. post. Uh, it, it's pronounced GIF, uh, obviously, <laughs> listeners, but um, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Just in case people didn't understand uh, what Nick was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we can get in discussion about that, but the creator of the GIF says it's pronounced GIF. GIF is peanut butter. I don't care. That's GIF with the creator J. Said. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, but thank you, thank you for proving my point, yeah. Nick. <laughs> but it's uh, oh man, I got off topic now. <laughs> yeah, I've always a gif of Gene Park yeah. uh, playing Destiny Two, and he literally he presses the space bar button for his character to jump, yeah. and in between the time that he presses the button, he's able to lift his hand and point at the screen, and then his character jumps. Yeah, <laughs> he was playing Destiny Two, and it was Destiny Two. Yeah. And that's the thing where you have to be able to aim in real time yeah. and press the trigger at real time. And I was watching videos of it. And yeah, if you, if you have a, a 50 millisecond, which is a millisecond, it doesn't sound like it's that long, but your aiming needs to be precise. And so if you're if, if you're a millisecond behind, you're never going to be able to get the 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 reticle on your on your target. Yeah, it won't stay there. Even if it's a even if it's a you know a, a computer enemy, it's still going to be incredibly yeah. difficult to do. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's unfortunate. It's like Google Stadia could be a really cool, a really cool service. You asked me my opinion of it. Yeah. Um, part of me doesn't want Google Stadia to succeed, <laughs> but I want cloud gaming to succeed. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and the reason for why I don't want Google Stadia to succeed is I think that the way that they're going about, um, selling the 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 service doesn't mm -hmm. make sense and, yeah and i think it i think it's i think it's more yeah I, I just don't i just don't like the way they're trying to sell the service i think it's not right but something yeah. like x cloud through mm -hmm. xbox if, if that works out pretty well then that could be great but just um just a few things like yeah talking about how stadia has launched mm -hmm. um 
the actual launch itself, like a bunch of people who are founders. Right now, there's no free version of Google Stadia. Yeah. Um, and people who wanted to play it first had had to kind of pre-order this packet as $130. Um, and with that, I found out you get a controller, you get a Chromecast Ultra for your TV that is that's like made for Stadia, basically. And you get three months three months of Stadia Pro for free, quote unquote, which is always such an odd thing to me. Like you mm-hmm. you bought it um, when you when you paid the one hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, and then the the Stadia Pro gives you like store discounts for games, and then you get fr- one free game per month, which is I mean one free game per month with Stadia Pro is nice, but Stadia Pro is the only way that you can stream any games at four K. Yeah, which is like one of the biggest selling points. Uh, but one of the videos I was watching said like basically went into it's not native 4K, it's 1080p that's upscale to 4K. Yeah. So if you really really care about 4K and 1080p, like if you can really tell the difference, true you're going to notice yeah. it. Yeah, it's not true 4K, yeah. it's upscaled, which means it doesn't have the same and, level of detail as a game that is in 4K right. natively. And ups- upscaled 1080p is better than 1080p, but it's not actual 4K. It's there is a difference, and you can tell in, in the sharpness. Like it's 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 filling in those extra pixels with programming. Yeah. Um, but you can it's tell like, a difference between real 4K and upscale 4K. Harkening back to Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> Ten, 1080 upscaled is like Trunks hitting Super Saiyan 1.5. Native 4K <laughs> is like Gohan going Super Saiyan 2. You know. <laughs> I mean, you didn't think it was that big of a deal. Oh, they're really, they're really strong, but only one of them was able to beat Cell, and so that's that's true. You know, I think that's probably the most general applic, you know, uh, analogy I can make that will appeal to the most people. <laughs> will understand what's going on there. Yeah. So yeah, Stadia they made some really bad calls. So I think one of the the issues, like you said, is barrier to entry. Like it's not that you can own an existing Chromecast Ultra. You have to buy a new one with this package. Like, you can't have one already and use Stadia with it. Um, And if you're going to do that... Oh, is that true? Like, you mm -hmm. you can't use any Chromecast Ultra? Yeah, you can't just use one that you own already. You You still have to get the one with the Stadia package. I think eventually, I think eventually it will go out to other devices. But right now, if you want to play it, you have to have bought this founders. Pack, yeah, exactly. If I'm understanding correctly. Yeah. And so, um, and that's one of the big uh, complaints that I saw in a lot of reviews was like you can't even use Stadia with the existing Chromecast Ultra that you have. Um, right. And so, <clears throat> and another issue is a controller. Like, why am I gonna? If I own an Xbox controller and a PlayStation controller, why do I have to buy into your controller when these two controllers are already great? Why do I have to? Right. Like, so a, a big issue that I think that Stadia has is you're forcing me to use your controller for a new service that you're trying to sell me on a new technology. I think that's a bad, bad idea. People have great, yeah, great feelings about the controllers that they own. Why not use that and then have the barrier to entry lower? And I think that they're. I think that they have said in some of their marketing, like you can use whatever controller you want, but not. It's not right now. Like yeah. you can't do that right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that's... eventually you can, but right now you can't. So if you want to play Google, say it just. There's just a lot of parts about it that don't make sense. It's yeah. Like, the, the system itself has got some issues. Like I've heard that the UI is really wonky and there's like a bunch of features that aren't available yet. Mm-hmm. If you open the app, like they're just not available yet. Yeah. Um, and then 
you can only play it in certain specific circumstances with their controller. You have to have the Chromecast Ultra, which you buy through the Founders Pack. So at the end of the day, you spent... The, the thing that they're trying to sell for is like, you don't have to buy an expensive console or a PC, but you kind of do. You <laughs> have you to buy $130. <laughs> yeah. Right? You, ha- you have to spend $130 to to play games that for the most part, like the like the most compelling ones aren't even out. Yeah. Uh, so like Cyberpunk 2077 is supposed to come <clears throat> on there. Doom Eternal is supposed to come up on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, you can play games like Borderlands 3. Like that's relatively new. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which we've already talked about, uh, <laughs> is not super great. Like, there's some good games on here, but most of these games you probably have already played somewhere else. Right. If you're a gamer, if you're a gamer, you probably already played them somewhere else and probably already have a console. So it just doesn't, like, who is the service for? Yeah. You're not really saving me any money. I have to pay more. I mean, just today, it's a, it's a Christmas or it's a it's a Black Friday deal early, mm-hmm. but I, I just bought a PlayStation 4 one terabyte console with God of War, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Last of Us for $200. That's ridiculous. For 70 more bucks. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. For 70 more bucks, I got a PlayStation 4 and three of the best games that have ever come out in that system. Yeah. Um, then Google Stadia, which doesn't offer any of those titles, and you have to pay for the game on top of the service that yeah. you already paid. So yeah. in order to play one game on Google Stadia right now, you probably have to spend 150 to $200. Right. For the whole thing, right? It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I think, I, I think they're trying to get people onto their ecosystem, but you're, they're also saying you need to trust that our, our system is going to, to work and be better, which now at this point that it's come out and it showed that it's not stable, like no one's gonna, like, I, I'm not gonna jump on that There's train. No way. There's I no way. There's no reason. Yeah. And so, no. I mean, and, and then it, not even just the stability issues with latency. They're, the people's Chromecasts are overheating now. There have been a lot of reports of people's oh, Chromecasts overheating and some yeah. shutting down. Um, and Google, they said they're looking into it, but a lot of their customer service reps are saying, you know, it's normal for the device to get hot um, and stuff like that. And, I mean, if you're selling a device with the Founders Pack and people can't even use the existing ones that they have, you need to come yeah. up with another device specifically for Stadia. Um, if you're... There's there's no point in you... Because, like, I don't think the Chromecast Ultra was designed to uh, consider up, upload speeds as well and the processing it needs for that. Mm, yeah, that's like, a good point. It's, Chromecast Ultras are made to stream stuff to the device at higher speeds because that's what it's made to do but it wasn't yeah. designed on the onset for input and upload and so i right. think it's just having issue like controlling the processing for both streams rather than just right. download so i think that's one of the biggest issues that it's having now um and it's just a lot of weird decisions and stadia is like saying trust us trust us trust us Give give us more money. Trust us. Trust us. Uh, when it should be like, yeah, you can use your controller. Um, it's gonna be more of like eighty bucks, uh, and then the monthly costs for it. And if you invest in us in this monthly cost, then your games are gonna be like half price or something like that, because you're you're in our ecosystem at that point. Games should right. be at a lower cost. I mean, Xbox, uh, Game Pass. 
one of the greatest things they've done. Uh, they have an incredible library on there. And even even if you stop their service, like they say you can buy the game after you stop the service, but it'll be at a discounted cost. Uh, nice. Which is pretty awesome. Like if I played a game and then I end up like if if I'm not done with that game and I end up wanting to to still play that game after I've canceled Game Pass, I can buy it for a discounted price. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. And I think um, Xbox has done really, really well with listening to the consumer, listening to their um, their players, and making adjustments based off of that. And so, I like, think Xbox is making some incredible moves lately, yeah. but yeah. So so they they were investing in, in cloud gaming as well. So like when Stadia um, announced, um, or Google announced Stadia, uh, Microsoft also announced xCloud. And... Kind of the big uh, surprise there was that PlayStation or Sony was actually partnering with Microsoft on cloud gaming, which that is crazy because for decades, these two companies have been head to head. And now I think that they saw when they saw Google, when they found out Google was throwing their their hat in gaming as well as Amazon, you know, they've been starting studios and building games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they knew that if they were continue if they're gonna continue to butt heads, then these other big tech powerhouses were gonna come in and just sweep the the industry. Um and so yeah. they, they combined forces and that was like that really made me perk up like this is a big deal with cloud gaming. And oh, so yeah. um yeah. so and I- good well i was just saying like i think that's kind of what i mean by i don't want stadia to succeed but i want like cloud gaming to succeed and if stadia came out and they said essentially right now you're paying for a beta you're paying 130 dollars for a beta that doesn't work very well yeah like i I think gizmodo had a really good article so i'm going to quote that it's like uh, there's also the fact that the pool of people who can really appreciate Stadia's, Stadia's promise is very, very small. Mm-hmm. Do you own a PS4 or Xbox One? Congratulations. You have no need for, of Stadia. Mm-hmm. Own a Switch? Feel great because you can actually play it in hotels or on planes. Something impossible to do with any game streaming service at the moment. Yeah. If you don't own any of those consoles and really want to play games, then Stadia could be a solution. It mm-hmm. requires significantly less buy-in than a console and is more por- more portable than even the Switch. But right now, I just don't think it's worth it. Stadia is a beta you have to buy, yes. and that's never ever going to be a good idea. Um, so, like at, at the kind of you know TLDR at the end, it's a beta that Google wants you to pay money for. Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And so if 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 Google came out and they said. We're, we're releasing Stadia, and we're going to release maybe some smaller games or, well, I, I don't know, something like free-to-play like Destiny 2. That might yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and even if they said, uh, in order to be able to use this service, I, you know, not even, not even that. Like, you have to buy the game, but there's no service charge. Yeah. And if you have a phone with Google Chrome on it, if you have a laptop, if you have a TV with a Chromecast, you can play any of these games that you own in our in our thing, in our uh, ecosystem, for yeah. free, you know that way. I like I I feel like I would be much more okay with it. Sure. Um, yeah. But it's the whole like buy our founders edition for one hundred three dollars and be able to get access to it. Oh, it doesn't actually work very well. Sorry. <laughs> like hope that it works eventually, but you have to pay ten dollars a month for the extra service. Yeah. And, and then you have to buy the games on top of that. And to me, it's just like 
it's not it's not good. It's a half baked right. idea that doesn't even really work well for your audience. So I, I right. don't want that. But something like XCloud, if it works well, I think could be really cool because what they're saying is, do you have an Xbox? That's your server. Right. It's in your house. It, you can stream the game from your Xbox onto your iPad or your phone or to yeah. a computer or whatever, and you can play anything on xbox game pass Mm -hmm. that you have like any of that stuff can be streamed that way and you don't have to buy an extra game in order to play in that environment right uh it just makes a lot more sense it's much more consumer friendly yeah you don't have to pay an extra service for it like you don't have to uh, from what i've heard when xcloud comes out they're not going to charge you extra to do that you just Mm -hmm. You're just going to do it. And I think that might be able to take care of some of the uh, lag and latency issues. And it might be able to take care of some of the internet Mm -hmm. issues. Because right now I'm hearing that if you're, if you're playing, I think if you're playing like 4k 60, it's, it's taking like seven gigabytes of data an hour to play on Stadia. And, and if you have internet that robust, if you can do that, then you shouldn't have the time, the time, the kind of input latency that they're describing, right? Because uh, what we saw for the Washington Post guy, he was he was talking about playing on a hardline connected laptop in his office with a gigabyte internet service. Yeah. Um, and okay, never mind that most of Americans don't have anywhere near that type of internet service. Uh, yeah. He was still dealing with ridiculous lag. That was. And they made a good point also that the lag was variable. Right. So you couldn't adjust for it. Like it wasn't a smooth lag. Right. It was like it changed every other second. So you couldn't ever adjust for it and plan for the lag. Right. And so it's, yeah, Google Stadia right now, it really is a beta that they want you to pay for. And and that frustrates me. That's why I'm like, I don't want this to yeah. work. You need to change your model to be more consumer friendly. For sure. Stadia, Stadia is important in the fact that it shows a proof of concept. Um, Yes, it shows that it yes. can work uh, on in some capacity. It does work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think where it's kind of messed up is like with the with the lag. Um, instead of downgrading resolution to account for the lag and increase performance, it's it's kind of um, prioritizing the resolution over the performance, and that's that's a big no no as far as games are concerned. Um, yeah. And so. Uh, I think that's that's kind of one of the biggest issues with Stadia uh, right now, and I think with with the way that XCloud is is gonna work, I think it definitely. I mean, even we haven't heard much about XCloud, but I just found out earlier. Mm-hmm. I told you about it that um, you can register right now for a preview to test it as like a beta, and Stadia never did any yeah. sort of beta. I think they should have, but they're trying to rush it out to market and be the first. Um, first in the market with this and it, it was a big mistake i think it kind of put Do you have to pay for that xcloud beta no it's it's free but it's invite That's only exactly, so you yeah. register and then if you're invited to do it they send you a free uh, a, i think a code or something to to start doing it right and yeah. w- even with this beta you can there are 50 games on it for free you don't have to pay for those games for this beta. Oh, that's awesome. Plus your games library, whatever games that you have in your library already, <laughs> you get to stream that too along yeah. in this beta. Um, so it's, that makes so much more sense. It does. And it's still a beta. Like they're, they're, they're even going about it saying, this is not the actual thing. This is just a preview. We're testing it. We're making right. sure that things work. Um, and I, it's just super smart. They have the infrastructure. They've got the system down. Now they're just adding yeah. this little thing on top of it um, to make it better. 
And I think I can see it. I can see them monetizing it in this way. Like, oh, you already have an X, you know, Xbox Live account, Gold account. You're doing Game Pass. Well, for two extra dollars a month, you can have xCloud as well so that they can process everything on their servers, you know. So you can get 4K 60p instead of like how Google's or Stadia is doing it with like you have to pay for a pro. Yes, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. 60 FPS. But yeah, with Stadia, it's you have to pay for the pro account to get that 4K resolution. Um, so I think, I think, I think Microsoft would be smart not to charge anything. I mean, because yeah. in some ways they're relying on your personal hardware to be the server for that, from what I understand. Um, and I think Microsoft would just be smart to say, we're, we're just going to keep people in our ecosystem. We're yeah. going to keep them using Xbox live. We're going to keep them using the game pass. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep them buying like games that come out. Yeah. Uh, on our console and then we'll provide xCloud as a service that you can use inside your own home that just makes a lot more sense to me um i think yeah it's google wasn't using anything at their disposal already it seems like except for the the chromecast which that's kind of failed them like it, it could have been even more like getting people into their cloud ecosystem with like google docs and gmail and that sort of thing so it could have been like you know with your gmail account if you if you upgraded to the one terabyte or two terabyte storage um, options, you know, you'll, you'll get a discounted price for Stadia. Again, bring them into the ecosystem with what they already yeah. have. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Stuff like that. They, I don't know why they're not like buy Stadia and you get a free six months or year of YouTube premium, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why not bring that mm-hmm. in? Um, and it, it's just really weird that they're not using any of their, like current assets to help sell stadia or make it more yeah. of a bargain or something that someone wants to jump on board with. Um, and so there's also, there's also some concern about it because I've, I, I don't know much about this, but I've heard repeatedly that Google has this track record of just abandoning projects. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I mean, the only example I've heard is Google glass, mm-hmm. but, I think they're probably well. I guess Google Circles was that a thing? I mean, but that was around for several years before they got rid of it. But um, it just wasn't. It just never took off in the same way that like other social media did. But yeah. a lot of people are concerned. Like, uh, you know, what if you, you know, what if you decide that this isn't going to work and you, <laughs> yeah, and you just cancel that? Well, that means that all the games I bought on Google Stadia are no longer mine. Right, I won't have them anymore. Like if Xbox decides, you know, if they release xCloud for six months and it just isn't working, if they get rid of the xCloud service, you still own all those games on your console. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or, or your computer if you do the, um, if you go that route. But like it's, it's more, it's more, it's, it, it, it's less stable. And it, I think that consumers are right to be concerned about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Google does have that track record. I think with as big as a game industry is as much as they invested in stadia and seeing that um microsoft and sony are partnering they're trying to do cloud gaming as well as amazon like building game studios and building games um they know i don't think they're going to abandon it i think they're going to keep going um with it plus you know they've they've invested in game studios as well um you know they've got guilt that one exclusive um to them right now but I'm sure they have a few more games that are exclusive to Stadia in development right now. And I think to abandon yeah. all of that resources that they've put into it so far, I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, there's, I think 
I think the games industry, w- with it being um, big enough to to have Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, uh, there's definitely enough room to have you know Amazon and Google. I think the big thing is um, Microsoft and Sony have. I think they've realized that there's enough room for both. Um, they're not trying to completely take over each other's market. I don't think. I think they're just saying how much of the market can we take? Can we hold over right. each other? Sure. But it's not. They're trying to completely take away the entire market for the other. So I think um, there is enough room for Stadia and for Amazon games, um, just like there's enough room for Sony, Nintendo, and, and Microsoft. So um, for them to completely abandon it would be a huge, huge deal breaker. And I think Stadia could be good. They just need to go back and rethink what they're doing. It's it's That's the thing. It doesn't make. I don't know who the product is for. Yeah, it's not for casual gamers because you're still paying 130 dollars for a service that doesn't work very well. Yeah, it's not for, it's not for hardcore gamers because you're paying 130 dollars for a service that doesn't work very right. well. Um, and and then buying the extra games that you probably already play at at more reliable um, performances yeah. on your consoles anyway. So it, it's kind of like this is go with me on this, but it's like. Uh, when Justice League came out, the movie, mm-hmm. right? So they they went kind of a darker route, or Batman versus Superman yeah. and Justice League. They went a darker route because you know the Dark Knight was so successful, yeah. right? The Dark Knight was so successful, so all of our movies got to be like the Dark Knight, right? right? So that's how that feels in order to appeal to comic book fans. Yeah, and th- that that kind of stuff doesn't appeal to the wide audience as much, right? It appeals to comic book fans, but then they change their characters in crucial ways that would piss off, guess who? Comic book fans. Yeah. Uh, because they made Aquaman this guy who brings fish to a village of people. Aquaman in the comics would never do that. Yeah. He'd be like, screw you guys, I'm saving the fish. Yeah, right. Uh, they they made the Flash like a greasy, awkward teenager. Yeah. He's not that. Like, he's... He's a gregarious, like fun-loving. He's got friends, guy. Like, yeah, a little nerdy, like, but like approachable. Yeah, yeah, but very approachable. And the, you know, and and uh, they changed like core aspects of it to, I guess, appeal to the masses. But so it's like, who is that movie for? It's not for hardcore comic book fans, mm-hmm. but it's also not for the wider audience. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And and Stadia, in a lot of ways, is the same way. Who is this for? It mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be hitting any of the marks it should be for. Right. And I I guarantee, I, I would believe that Stadia and Amazon cannot get a foothold in the market if this is the direction they take. Yeah, absolutely. If they take a very consumer-friendly approach and make original IP that people cannot resist but get on, yeah. then then maybe they'll have a chance. But I, in order, I mean, these games, I mean... These these studios have been around for so long, and yeah. they've survived so much. Uh, to me, it just it doesn't make sense that if you take this route that Google has taken, I, I, they won't be successful. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, uh, going to with the the DC versus Marvel kind of uh, analogy there, like everybody has been living with the Marvel Cinematic Universe for decades now, for uh, you know, fifteen years, whatever it is, right? And yeah, so DC, of course, you're going to compare their movies to Marvel's movies. So if yeah. you're going to do those types of cinematic movies, you got to know that your stuff is going to be compared heavily to the Marvel stuff. So yeah. unless you have the formula right, 
and you're making all the right decisions, you better hold up to what Marvel's doing. Um, same thing right. here. Stadia, right. you're coming in to a new industry and you're trying yeah. to compete with those people that are already established. So you better make sure that you're coming like flawless and you can be compared um, properly with whatever is existing now. So like yeah, Stadia's controller, is it better than Microsoft's or PlayStation's? No. Is it the same? A little bit, but if I had to pick one, I would pick Microsoft's. You know, the, I've heard really negative things about the controller. I've heard that it's it's fine, but yeah. it, you know, it, it's not the buttons aren't aren't as responsive or as nice, and it's not as comfortable in your exactly. hand. You know, I, yeah, exactly. yeah. So everything that you're doing, Stadia, everything that Stadia is doing is going to be compared to what already exists. Your games library, of course, is going to be compared right. to PlayStation's, Nintendo's, and Microsoft's. Your stability and your your resolution, you know, that is going to be compared. Even though they're different services, one is running off console, one's being cloud processed. Right. It better hold up. Um, you know, all that Another stuff thing, is going to be compared, and it needs to hold up. Yeah, and the same thing would be like if you're trying to appeal to mass audiences of non gamers, mm-hmm. then you have to be accessible and user-friendly yeah and from what i'm hearing it's not either of those things like apparently you can't buy games on your computer or on your tv you have to go onto your app to do it yeah there's a bunch of features on the app that don't work yet yeah like there's it's like it's not intuitive to work the system that they have so it's only going to appeal to gamers who are going to spend the time to figure that out yeah like a, a casual gamer gets on gets on their cell phone to play because you literally download it and you're done. Right. Like there's not complicated menus and UI problems that you have to go through because that's going to turn people off. So, yeah, in a lot of ways, it just doesn't make sense. I think... Um, okay. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, you're fine. I was just I was going to say the same thing I've already said. Um, <laughs> I, I think... Um, yeah, the pricing model is really weird. Um, I think what what kind of struck me was that Todd Howard quote where he said like it doesn't matter how a game launches but how it's how it's received or how it yeah it how it yeah. lands or something uh, like that I don't know um, which, yeah it, it basically yeah we can talk which about that. that's been proved over <laughs> and over like not to be right I think there are some games that are exceptions like Destiny but it took them forever to to land um, yeah. and then even the then worked as well. Yeah. Even then it still had to prove itself. Like destiny two came out <laughs> flop. Like everybody <laughs> hated it. So it's not like, Oh, it landed. Oh, they didn't stick the landing again or they fell over. It's, 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 it, it does matter how it launches. And right now it took them years to recover. That. Yeah, yeah. And right now it, with like, hundreds of thousands and thousands of dollars of resources being put into it to recover. So, um, yeah, so it yeah. does matter. And right now stadia has left a really bad taste in everybody's mouth, not about cloud gaming, but about their cloud gaming and their system. Right. Um, right. With X cloud, I think, um, there's this quote that I can't remember who said it, but I'm reading it from Business Insider about xCloud. And it says, the competition between Microsoft and Google is less about who has a superior technology and more about who has a stable business model. As it stands, Microsoft can bide its time and see how interest in Project xCloud develops over the next year. 
while Google will be left to compete with the new Xbox and whatever the finished version of xCloud looks like. Um, and then mm. another, the vice president um, of cloud gaming for Microsoft said, the company isn't too concerned with bringing 4K streaming to phones. Instead, Microsoft is more focused on making Project X, xCloud a stable experience across all devices. Yeah. So it's not about like bringing 4K um, vi- video or anything like that. It's about a stable experience. So like when it launches, it might be just 1080p, but it could still be a stable 1080p and everybody's going to feel way better about it than they would Stadia right now. Well, I think Xbox is actually coming out and they're just, they're just saying like our ours is 720. Mm-hmm. Like like they're not coming out and making these claims about 4K, 4K 60 frames per second, yeah. which are actually not true. It's t- it's not native 4K. It's t- you know it's it's like there's kind of dubious marketing happening yeah. with Stadia as well. But they're you know Xbox is just coming out saying we're doing 720. But if a 720 that's stable and has low latency, right, then that could work really well. And I, I have heard. I have heard that um, Stadia has the best latency of people who have tried multiple different things. Like NVIDIA has a technology, yeah. xCloud. Like IGN was saying that that Stadia had the best latency they've noticed so far, but yeah. it's still it's still pretty bad. Sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, it does seem like Xbox is just saying, we're not in a hurry. Yeah. We're going to get this thing right. We're going f- to focus on it being a good, stable experience. And I think that sets a good foundation to build into 1080p, into 2K, into 4K. Um, because yeah. I think right now Stadia has just a rocky foundation as far as cloud gaming tech is concerned. They really need to optimize it and figure out why it's so unstable for everybody. Um, and like you ask pretty much probably the majority of gamers will say that they would rather have a stable 720 and faster frame rate than a 4k resolution and terrible frame rate you know 30 or 24p um because that affects how the game feels the the frame rate the lag that will affect how the game feels and that will affect your overall uh, opinion about the game so it's well and, and and this is another major issue with it um let's say you get xcloud right mm-hmm. let's say xcloud doesn't work super well and there's lag yeah i can still go play the game at really good performance on my xbox yeah Right. There's nowhere to play Google Stadia games without input latency or yeah. lag. It's all through their server systems and it's like there's no like there's nowhere not to experience that. Yeah, that's true. So it's it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, you spend 60 bucks on Red Dead Redemption 2 on Stadia and it just sucks to play. You can't go anywhere else to play it unless you've bought it already on another console or something. So yeah, that's a, that's case, another why would you buy it for Stadia. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a that's a really good that's a really good point. Um so yeah, again it just comes down to their business model on this thing. Uh, they need yeah, to rethink that's the it. Main thing. They need to rethink it big time. Um yeah, yeah. I hope they change. It, it I, I like I want to kind of re rephrase my statement. I don't necessarily want Google Stadia to fail. I just I don't 
I don't want it to be successful in the state that it's in. I want yeah. consumers to look at this and say, this is not good and it needs to be better for me to invest my money. Yeah. And I don't want this company like so many other companies have done, mm-hmm. including like some of the, some of the game, you know, game, game developers we've talked about or even video game like console developers we've talked about. I don't want them to fleece their consumers. I sure. want there to be like really good deals available that are consumer friendly. And this just, this just isn't. It's, yeah. it's not what it should be uh, for what they're asking you to pay for it. And so that's that's where I stand on it. I, yeah. If Google Stadia changes its tune, if they change their business model, it becomes much more consumer friendly, great. Good for mm-hmm. you. I might look into that. But yeah. right now, definitely not. Yeah, they, they I think they should have made it to where you can use your own controller. You can... Um, go without the your own games. Ultra. Yeah, I mean, even even you can't you can't even play it on every phone. It's only one of Google's phones, you know, the Pixel. So yeah, it's just the 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 barrier to entry, the limitations that it has, the tech issues that it has, the business model, the pricing stuff. It, it's it just feels weird, and I really hope Stadia does get it together because I think one of the big things that they could have going for them is the exclusive games that they potentially have and, you know, in yeah. the holster. And so, um, really excited for xCloud. That's for sure. Um, I would love yeah. to be able to play my, you know, like come over to your place and, and not have to lug around my, my Xbox. That would be amazing. You know, I can just, that would be amazing. I can just bring my laptop and then my controller and then I can, we can play mm-hmm. destiny two or something like that. Um, yeah. or play whatever Xbox game that we have, you know, so yeah, that would be cool. um, cloud gaming, I think it is the future. Stadia, I don't think it is the future. Um, I think <laughs> X, yeah. I think X Cloud is is probably the the one that's going to um, steal the market and uh, do an amazing thing. Uh, Amazon, I'm really interested to see what they plan on doing because it sounds like they're going to get into cloud gaming pretty soon as well, um, and they're definitely they're definitely going to um, start making some moves because. Um, uh, they have some game studios set up and they've been building some games and they have some really interesting things uh, going on uh, as far as yeah. Twitch inter- uh, interactivity. Um, so, yeah, I think we're in a really interesting place in gaming. Even with cloud gaming being pushed, we still have another uh, generation of consoles that are about to come out next year. Uh, and 2020 is going to be super, super interesting. Um Mm, yeah, and yeah. uh yeah so i mean you guys listening tell us what you think about cloud gaming are you are you interested in it at all um what do you think about stadia what do you think about x cloud what do you think about uh the limitations that cloud gaming has or i guess stadia has right now do you think they can recover i, I yeah i would i mean I would, we've spent a lot of time talking about how stadia is not it for us mm-hmm. but i would be genuinely interested to hear from people who do feel like stadia is a really compelling product sure um, and, and why, why you feel that way? Like you might be able to change my perspective on something and I would like that, but right, right now it doesn't make sense to me, but I'd be open to hearing other arguments. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I think Google, they do a lot of really incredible stuff where they're trying to push technology forward, just like with this. Oh yeah. Um, even with, um, Google fiber, like they knew that ISPs were, were sandbagging like crazy. So they said, okay, we're going to, we're going to force you to do it. So they started in you know, installing Google Fiber in a lot of major cities and that made all these big ISPs like freak out and they started putting yeah. fiber in. Um, so like I think Google does, they do a lot of really, really great things. Um, yeah. And they, they are trying to push technology, but this was one where they jumped the gun on releasing it and they should have tested, beta tested. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, let us know what you guys think about about Stadia, about cloud gaming. You know, when XCloud comes out officially, is it something that you guys are interested in and in, uh, in jumping into and, and playing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I want to hear from you. Yeah, let us know. Where um, can where where can they let us know? So. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter at the EG Podcast. Um, you can uh, check me out or uh, shout me out at Nick J Wells. Check him out. <laughs> Five dollars for his Patreon. <laughs> I don't have a Twitch. You so get those. I'll have to, to uh, get those sweet Nick J Well lewds. I'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> have to email him to you. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give you access to his Google Drive. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Where are you at? Are you streaming still? Uh, I'm still, yeah, still I'm streaming. <laughs> I haven't been live in a while. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you can find me everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Skitch256. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you guys think. Let's have a conversation about cloud gaming. Uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> Please talk to us. Um, if not, that's <laughs> fine too. You know, we'll just keep putting podcasts out or whatever. and uh, In, Into uh, the ether. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, talk to us. And we're, we're glad that you guys, um, whoever you are, are listening to this one. And, and um, yeah, hope you find it interesting just like we do. So, Indeed. Uh, yeah. So we'll uh, talk to you guys in the next one. Talk to you next time. Right, bye. Bye.